Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Recording. Recording. Lord, this is a grim, grim time. <laughs> yeah, this should be an interesting episode, guys. Should be some yelling. Should be lots of different tones of voices. <laughs> a lot of emotions. Things. Jesus. Uh, you gonna introduce oh my us? Gosh. <laughs> yep. Welcome to Two Black Girls, One Rose. Where two black-ass girls invade the whitest show on Planet Earth in the Milky Way galaxy. <laughs> the, the Bachelorette. Bachelorette. <laughs> I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. And, oh God, just watch this fucking finale. Mm-hmm. That was way too long. Oh my God, they, dra- they dragged it out for way too long. They dragged too, this too shit out. Like, for yeah. Rachel and Peter and Brian, like, I needed three hours because I needed to see... <laughs> Absolutely. Every moment of how she arrived at her decision. Yes. Peter, I needed him to get his reconciliation. I needed them to sit on the couch. I needed to watch and dissect everything. <laughs> this shit, yes. I need all this. I no. didn't need not, uh-uh. none of that last hour. As soon as she chose Garrett, I didn't need nothing else. Just Mm-mm. let me go on about my life. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so it is 1130. I had two shots. I'm tired. Nice. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any wine. I meant to stop at the wine store, but I didn't have no wine, so mm. I had to dig into my, my liquor cabinet. But I needed it for this here foolishness. Oh, my God. I was sobs. 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 Lord. Mm-hmm. How you did it, girl? Um, let's just go. What, what are your initial thoughts? Let's jump into that. So my initial thoughts is that I am devastated because if we go back to the... Ari episode when Ari first broke up with Becca and Blake Frost rode in on that horse. I have been in love with him since that day. You so sure I have. I am absolutely devastated. You sure have, my friend. You uh, yeah, you rode for Blake from that when he came on that damn big ass horse. <laughs> Very true. That horse. In that studio, I just loved it. Mm-hmm. Um I also still hate Garrett's face so much. <laughs> Oh my god. I just think he looks like an animated blowfish to me. Ooh. I just oh, I can't stand that. <laughs> That's very looks. particular. <laughs> and, and, but but when I see him I see like a character in Finding Nemo who's yeah. just very um like extreme and ex- just stretched out. I don't know. <laughs> um 
also, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I'm just in a state of rage. <laughs> state of rage. As yeah, you, you said that so calmly, which is like the yeah. creepiest type of rage to be in. <laughs> it's so calm, Lord. <laughs> what about you, friend? Oh, man. Um, all right. What was most disturbing to me was at the end, watching Becca on the couch with Garrett. So seeing her sitting there on the couch looking, you know, just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. To me, what I kept thinking in my head, she was like a vision of white liberal female privilege. <laughs> <laughs> and she lives in this realm that I could just never access. Nope. A realm where she sleeps very well at night knowing that she voted mm-hmm. for Hillary. And then wakes up in bed next to a man who has some very choice beliefs on immigrants, LGBTQ mm-hmm. community, feminists. Mm-hmm. And then just together, they can just, you know, just go off on their journey of self-education and growing right. learning. and learning. And yeah. I'm just so over people who ain't really about this life, but get to reap the benefits of calling themselves liberal Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. appear to be social justice oriented because they go to a march once. <laughs> and so like watching the show, it just, or watching really that ending and just, I mean, The Bachelor has always been problematic, but seeing this ending mm-hmm. and seeing Becca and Garrett smiling on the couch together and seeing all the like smiling white women in the audience and just all the mm-hmm. smiles and the cheers and Chris Harrison talking about the love and then this and that, I just felt like this show really ain't for me. <laughs> Yeah, right. Like, right. really sitting there. I was like, this show, they're not thinking of Natasha, black-ass Natasha, living in Harlem, watching. Like, they're not thinking about me watching this, making this show. I really mm-hmm. felt, like, not even in Wakanda, just, like, in a whole other realm. Like, this is yeah. a world that I just can't even really understand and can't even try to understand it. And so I have, of course, opinions and thoughts and feelings, but, like, I can't even get into the mindset of the the likes of Becca and Garrett and this world because it's a world that, like, I don't have the privilege to access because I I can't... I still can't overlook Garrett's Instagram. I can't. Yeah, no. I just can't. Mm -hmm. And so it's very hard for me to feel, you know all happy hunky-dory and you know she's found love and blah 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 but like I just feel weird <laughs> I just am yeah. in a state of weirdness and I think the the thing that our fantastic listeners who've written in who have had their parents who are on opposing mm-hmm. opposing views or them and their spouse mm-hmm. is that it was usually on maybe one or two choice issues like mm-hmm. not real they didn't really disagree on a whole lot. Right. This man was going on a spree <laughs> on Instagram. All kinds on of every issues. issue. Uh-huh. Every community. Mm-hmm. Just spinning the wheel of whoever was offended, he would just spin it and see who lands and just double tap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and the fact that it was so many issues is something that I know you and I could never look over. Mm-hmm. Nope. And I don't know how Becca could either i don't know how because she ain't about this life <laughs> she ain't about this life she sleeps she's well knowing that she's a liberal 
and can go to a march and I love Obama. I voted for him twice. Did I tell you I would vote for a third time? Like she's that type. She's not about this life. Yeah. She really not. And so even more so like I even more so like you know people are like you know he's past it all you, you have to tell them you know they're learning he's apologized mm-hmm. that's all he can really say at this point blah 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 but even after like even in the midst of all of that like i still never got like a, a full explanation that i could feel satisfied with not from garrett for garrett yeah not for, right my nigga still trying to find out about this two-month marriage but that is a whole nother issue <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I never, still sitting on that couch, we still got this very band-aid apology and this band-aid explanation, and I still just feel, like, so unsatisfied. And ABC can feel very satisfied, Chris Harrison, the producers, because somebody was telling me how, I was shocked to see that he was addressing the Instagram thing on the couch, because someone was saying that Yes. Um, one of the producers, one of the executives was on a podcast earlier, another podcast in the week, where he was saying that, you know, Garrett did his apology, so we don't need to keep rehashing it or blah, 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 blah. So mm-hmm. they feel all fine and dandy with their apology and how this, how they've neatly bundled this up. I still feel very unsatisfied with this explanation. And you know what? But Garrett doesn't owe me an explanation because I already know no. where he stands and right. these type of people and whatever. Like, <laughs> I'm just like exhausted yeah. by these Tired. Just tired. Just tired. Yeah. So anyways, before we get to the recap, quickly, shout out, shout out, shout out to Refinery29, who put us in an article calling out The Bachelor podcast, who you have to listen to on Monday night. So exciting. Agreed. Cheers for Two Black Girls, One Rose. Thank you to all the listeners out there and all of y'all following us on Twitter Mm -hmm. and Facebook and rating and reviewing and just really building this community. And like every time you respond to us and every time you tweet at us and do a little hashtag and that's helping us grow. That's helping other people see us. That's helping us get recognized by, you know, press like Refinery 21 and seeing like the good work that we're putting in or at least the good work we think we're putting in yeah right and so that was very very heartwarming to see so definitely go look at that it was refining 29 um article these bachelor podcasts will help you analyze all the monday night drama was the name of it we were number two on the list motherfuckers (laughs) so hyped about it (laughs) so excited yeah so and thank you to everybody who does any sort of interaction with us because it does not go unnoticed i know we Mm -hmm. shout out the emails every week but anything on twitter and on facebook Anything you guys send us, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so, 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 so much. And, you know, continue to show your appreciation. Rate, review, subscribe. If you haven't done that already, please. I know all y'all listening out there have not done it already. Because (laughs) the number of reviews versus the number of uh, downloads on the episode ain't matching up. So, for the ones out there, I'm saying it again, broken record. Please rate, review, subscribe really really appreciate it that is like your payment to us Mm -hmm. your payment for the you know putting out these podcasts and just letting us know that we're doing a good thing that we should keep doing it yeah exactly exactly let us us keep going exactly um also our twitter if you're not already following us on twitter it is live our especially right now like literally in this moment (laughs) 
that. Oh my god, it's crazy. I can't keep up with the mentions. I've been, we've been, we're about to record the podcast and been cleaning up our notes and talking like that. So I haven't even been able to go look at the mentions anymore. But our Twitter is live and popping. So if you're ready, mm-hmm. if you're not on it already, then you're already missing out. Um, our handle is the number two BLK girls, the number one rose. And email us. Our inbox is also popping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a lot of stories in there. Lots of good juicy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to tell us anything or let us know or we give a call out and you have an answer, email us at the number two black girls, the number one rose at gmail.com. Yep. And we are also on Facebook. And very exciting. Justine and I are, because we love you guys so much. And we want to keep interacting with you guys. Um, we are actually going to be testing out the Facebook Live feature. And so coming up over Paradise and, you know, moving forward, we're going to be doing some Facebook Lives, um, a way to, you know, chat with you guys, interact with you guys. Um, so more to come on that. But if you're not on Facebook, or if you're not already liking us on Facebook, go and do that so you can, you know, fully participate in all the fun stuff we have to come. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's it. Uh, church announcements and Bachelor Nation news. We're going to save for tomorrow's episode um, mm-hmm. with Bachelor in Paradise because this here finale is just too much. And so we're just going to dive right on in. Let's go. So we're in the Maldives. Okay. Yep. And shout out to my brother and his sister-in-law. That's where they went on their honeymoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're at the Maldives, staying, uh, Becca's again staying at the Shangri-La. Shout out to the Shangri-La, is doing some real promotion on this year's season. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they were in Thailand. They were, right? yeah, Thailand too, or somewhere yeah. else, so mm-hmm. shout out to them. Um, so she's in the Maldives, she shows up, she's looking very cute and summery in her little two-piece set. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, talking about her guys, Blake and Garrett. Blake, the most consistent and strongest since day one. Mm. Remember these words, y'all, because she said these exact words about four, five times on this yeah. goddamn episode, and yet just on this episode, just on this episode, mm-hmm. and yet who won? No. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> Garrett, I don't even know what she said about him because you know I'm PayPal. Me either. I can't. <laughs> no. I tune it out. I can't even I deal. Can't even deal. So, my dude, they show Garrett rolling up to his little villa. He's wearing a t-shirt, a t-shirt and some gym shorts. Mm -hmm. Like, he just came from phys ed class in third grade because that's where he's doing his English lessons currently. (laughs) Just no, no outfit, no cute button down, no little Hawaiian shirt, no little cargo pants, a t-shirt and gym shorts. Justine. And those rainbow flip-flops. I'm telling you, them <laughs> rainbow flip-flops, they are treacherous. Oh, my God. Oh, they are God. so terrible. The horror. Mm-hmm. So, Garrett. So, as you guys know, we've been absolutely done with Garrett on this podcast pretty much mm-hmm. since the very minute this Instagram scandal broke. Um, so, we just want to recap for the record just exactly why we don't fuck with this nigga. Mm-hmm. Garrett liked Instagram memes that were more than conservative they were downright offensive. And the kind of content that one would expect, I'm just going to say a Trump supporter. Just putting that out there. Yeah. To like. Oh, 100%. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> These were memes that mocked feminists, that mocked mm-hmm. undocumented immigrants. There was a very shocking image of uh, image mocking what appeared to be an immigrant child being thrown over the border. 
He double tap liked on that. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick uh, didn't like the meme or something offensive to him. Um, so you already know Garrett has uttered the words "All Lives Matter." Oh, <laughs> Lord! The trans community and a meme suggesting that David Hogg, a survivor of Parkland shooting and who is a fervent activist out here in these streets, mm-hmm. I love that kid. A meme calling him a crisis actor. These are the things, for the record, that Garrett liked on Instagram. So, just putting that out there. Let's continue with yeah, the recap. Oh, we're not being dramatic. No, okay? we're not being dramatic. Just remember mm-hmm. the context of the man that we're dealing with here. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Moving on. So, Becca, her family's here. Um, she goes to meet her family. She's very anxious to hear what their opinions are going to be of the guys. They're each going to meet the, the guys one by one. My first thing is, where was Uncle Gary? I thought about that, but then I thought about how you said he wasn't getting on that he plane with their canes. Get, getting on the plane. They could have Skyped my man in. I needed him to be here. I know, I know. Missing this voice of reason. Shit. No Uncle Gary had two other, two other uncles, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so she tells her family that she's in love with both of them, but hasn't told them yet. First up is Garrett. I, it's always, in my opinion, an advantage to go first to meet the family. Yep. So I yep. already was like, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was already pissed when I see him walking up first. So Garrett's up first. She lets them know he's been married before. It only lasted two months. So more context. More context yeah. for Garrett. So, so you know, don't worry about it. It only lasted two months. Only two no months. worries. No worries, guys. No worries. <laughs> So Garrett walks up, finally dressed appropriately this time, had a nice little button down. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> the sister, uh, Emily, she asks him, mm-hmm. you know, tell me about the dates that you've been on. And he reminisces, I totally forgot about this, of when they went fly fishing in the pool on the first night. Mm-hmm. Another theme that came up a lot, the work, like the fly fishing haven't yeah. heard about this in a while, but it came up a lot on this date yeah. or on this yeah. episode. You know, because f- that's what they like to do in Minnesota. That's what they like to do. The fly fishing reminds her of her father. It was mm-hmm. just a constant theme whenever they brought up Garrett and why she liked Garrett. Oh, because he fly fishes, and I love that. <laughs> so they sit for lunch um, together. Garrett manages to string together some nouns and vowels and verbs, <laughs> and. <laughs> Puts together a nice little toast. I'll give him this. He gave a nice little toast. Yes, he that toast was good. It was yeah. good. He said, I know not everyone is able to be here today. You know, referencing her father. But they're mm-hmm. all here in spirit. Nice little touch. Appreciated it. Didn't even say her father. Just kind of like implied. We all kind of knew, you know, yeah. what he was mentioning. Um, so Becca, she chats with her mom first. Um, ask her mom, you know, what do you think dad would say? Or what would he think? The mom says, you know, dad would love seeing you guys all lovey-dovey, but also, you have to remember, you came in with Ari, very lovey-dovey. So, what's going on there? Um, And the mom asks her, so what's different about him? And Becca says, you know, I can be me when I'm with Garrett. Wouldn't she say the same thing about Blake? Like <laughs> That's the thing. I have so many questions about that. And wouldn't you say the same thing about Ari? You weren't yourself when you were with Ari? Apparently not. That's true. That's a good point. Who were you? So then who were you then? <laughs> what? That's very true. Not know. even Blake, but with Ari, are you saying that you weren't yourself with him? You, 
Yeah, were you trying to pretend to be something, something else? Something else. Oh, God. Um, so then next up, Garrett, uh, yeah, Garrett's sitting with uh, one of the uncles who... Uncle Chuck. Uncle Chuck flat out was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck was up with that two-month marriage? <laughs> I <laughs> like, love that. Fresh out the gate. <laughs> I love that. It. So now Garrett, he had, uh, he had a new story this time. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd this one come I was from? like, oh, we haven't seen this side yet. Okay. I haven't heard this one, this little storyline. So he said, quote, when the ring went on, there was a big blowout with the family. The family. The Who's family? family? His family, I'm guessing. Gotta get these pronouns right. Right. Garrett. Uh, he, you, gotta, you gotta give him a little time with that one. <laughs> Still working on nouns. Ain't on the pronouns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And so he mentioned this big blowout with the family. First, I'm here to this, and how she never wanted to get to know the family or resolve it really. Um, so we knew that the girl apparently had like long. She had like issues with the family getting along. But this first mm-hmm. time he said there was a big blowout, or like there was this. He made it sound like there was a one big catastrophic moment or something. Right. Also, I still have questions about this timeline. He keeps saying that she had issues with the family after they got married, but didn't they live together? together? Yes. I don't understand that either. They haven't got since he said that, like that they lived together, they haven't gone back and talked about that. Right. And cleared up, like, how did you, you were with someone for multiple years, lived together, mm-hmm. got married, and soon after you got married, it ended, and suddenly all the issues with the family started? Like that, how? how, what was happening the three years y'all were together before? What, what yeah. was the family during that? Just, we're getting still to the very end. <laughs> no mm-hmm. clarity yeah. on this marriage. None. And a new story. And a new story at that. <laughs> um, so the uncle, he asked, so how will you change next time or going into this new relationship with Becca? Like, how will you change it? Like, how will things be different? Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, you know, I'll lean more on my family to seek out their advice um and you know made me realize you know being with becca during this you know time and not having her dad here has made me realize like how tough it is for her not having someone so crucial in her family here with her Mm -hmm. um and then you know that's when the waterworks started and snake was crying for the rest of the episode and uh, like about this uh, his grandmother and his mom who's a cancer survivor mm-hmm. shout out to her but like why didn't we know this during hometowns right or this was this was this to me was very weird editing yeah because to yeah, not God. know that Garrett shared because Becca's dad died from cancer yeah mm-hmm. so to not for us as viewers to not know that Garrett also had family history of cancer his grandfather passed away from cancer like that would have been a nice little touch just to know right just to know because right now it's to his disservice it looked like a throw-in yeah so right. we're all exactly. sitting here because i even saw people on twitter they're like what he's bringing up cancer he's trying to get sympathy and like <laughs> yes. that was a disservice to him to make it sound like yeah. he was kind of throwing in this last minute bit when really I'm sure they had this conversation before. Why they chose not to show that in editing is, like, very, very odd. Yeah, absolutely. And it just, um... Whew, what I was gonna say just left me. Keep going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we heard, you know, we learned this a little bit more about Garrett. He's getting very emotional. He's crying and all that jazz. Um, so then Garrett sits with Becca's sister... Mm-hmm. Um, and he says to her, you know, I feel like I have a lot of love to give. 
and you know I'll go to the edge of the earth for someone I love and st still crying emotion still there and then he just starts rambling piecing together noun verb pronoun <laughs> I will guard her heart I will make sure she feels safe I will mm. always be there for her I'll be strong for her I'll keep her safe and guarded she's what's missing in my heart just like <laughs> these four yeah. word sentences about six of them <laughs> like through the tears as well um this all of these words just like all the endless words and like isms and cliches that he was spouting it just reminds you how like words don't mean shit and how action is everything yeah in relationships action are definitely action more important is everything niggas say they can say whatever they want. Yeah. They do say, they whatever, do they say want. whatever they want. <laughs> so what makes this show so unusual and why I think this shit, I mean, the track record of relationships staying together from The Bachelor just doesn't work out is because on this show, all Becca can go off of are their words. Words. And so yeah. it's usually when they get to the real, when they get into the real life and the actions don't match up or whatever, that's when all these relationships on Bachelor Nation break the fuck up. Mm -hmm. but hearing him spout all these fucking whatevers like it just made me really really think about that like just words ain't shit words really ain't shit especially when he's piecing them together so piecemeal in the way he does <laughs> at least give me some good words like blake a nice little <laughs> something with some oh genuinity behind it jesus something the thing is to me also is that garrett strikes me as the type who probably grew up up in some sort of a church and Becca has the cross right here on this wrist mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for everyone to see. Mm -hmm. Nobody said during her conversation with Garrett or her conversation with uh, the meeting with Blake, nobody said, oh, you know, Becca's a real Proverbs 31 woman. How are you going to do that? There was no mention of any Bible, mm -hmm. no mention of any church, no mention of any uh, nothing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That really, really bothered me. Yeah. But that, because it's, mm -hmm. it seems like it's really one of her, um, like non-negotiables for someone who has a tattoo of the cross on them. Like, it seems like something that would be extremely important to her. So for him to be saying all these things, he could have just whipped out a Bible verse. Yeah, really get them, them panties to drop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so reckless now. I'm giving shit. <laughs> one of those things like not to always bring it back to editing but it's like the things they choose yeah. to show because mm -hmm. i one would hope and assume that they had a relation they had a conversation about religion just like we hope and assume she had a, a conversation about politics but yeah clearly knows. not yeah. or maybe the fuck yeah and she just doesn't give a shit that too could be that would be wild mm -hmm. but yeah could be uh but it's just what they choose to show i think to show really it comes mm -hmm. down to that yeah that would have been a nice touch because even like last season with ari um, was it Tia? They showed it. Was it Tia or Becca? Where I think it was. I think it was Tia. Where they brought up religion. Tia. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, oh yeah, you know, I like Jesus too sometimes. Like, she, she was really not even like trying to show that she was like super religious. Even though we yeah. knew that she was a, we were t calling Tia's mom the deaconess. Yes. Remember? And she was trying to downplay that shit. But they rarely bring up, uh, religion or any of the, the those big topics on this show. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, really what they choose to, you know, bring out of editing. But mm. I hear you. Yeah, that would have that been nice to see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, anyways, next, uh, Becca sits with her sister. 
Um, her sister says about Garrett, you know, he's incredible. I feel like I've known him for years. And then the sister reveals that Garrett cried and he mm-hmm. was with her. And then Becca starts crying. Mm-hmm. And then she's just gushing about Garrett crying and how much it means to her. <laughs> so so I think I think I heard you say mm. that she, the sister feels very comfortable, right? I heard this word a lot when it came to Garrett. Mm-hmm. Everyone feels very like they've known him for years, Garrett. they keep saying. Like they've known him for years. Shouldn't that be a red flag? Thank you. <laughs> Should we bring like, up who y'all knew for the last couple of years? Hello. Ross. Ross the boss. Ross the boss for Hello? seven years who ran your sister through the fucking ringer. And then Ari who got down on one knee and then snatched that ring back real quick. Any instance of familiarity, y'all need to run. Stop it. It's got to go. Stop the madness. Oh, God. And honestly... You know, if we're not going to throw it back on Becca and say that Garrett is exactly like Ross, which, I mean, duh. But um, this is a television show where nothing should be comfortable. And that's what I really appreciate about Sean's journey. Sean, like Sean and Catherine? Sean Sean and Catherine. Mm -hmm. He welcomed the fact that nothing about it was going to be normal that he was doing something crazy and he was going to do something crazy at the end and propose to some girl who he only knew for six weeks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He was very realistic about that. And these people are just like, oh, yes, he's fly fishes. Oh, my God, yes. It's great. (laughs) No. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. any any sign of comfort, you got to run. Yeah, that's a good point. You're not supposed to be comfortable in this situation. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you're so comfortable with this man should almost be, like, kind of a red flag. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, so yeah, that was that. She walked him out. The family loved him. Um, And, yeah. Next up is Blake. Oh, Lord. So, she says to the camera, yet again, I've been in love with Blake for a while now. He's kind and honest and has always been open and vulnerable. So, again, keep tabs on this. The fact that she, like, says, I've been in love with Blake for a while. Not even just I love Blake. I've been in love with him for a while. She said that very statement multiple times this this Mm -hmm. episode, which made the ending even just ever more heartbreaking. (laughs) Yeah. Basically. Um, And I'll give Blake that, that he has been extremely vulnerable in this this, uh, situation or in this whole show um, and has not... She has not needed to drag things out of him in the way that she's had to drag no. shit out of Garrett and the way she had to drag, you know, things out of Jason. Mm-hmm. He's been very forthcoming with where he stands, his past, his trials and tribulations, like every fucking thing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I think we love uh, Blake. Yeah, yeah. Very open and sure. honest. Um, so anyways, walking up to the family, sister inside, she said he looks like a movie star as he's walking up. Thought that was a nice little touch. Mm -hmm. Um, so Blake he sits with the family you know they're chatting getting to know him he reminds them that he had the very first one on one date which I even forgot Um, and that you know he told her that he loved her in Bahamas which was like very very early on like Mm -hmm. way earlier than a lot of the guys yeah that was like three trips ago yeah Yeah, that was (laughs) a minute ago Mm -hmm. so Blake he sits first with sister Emily Um, the sister is very intrigued to see how different he is from Garrett 
and she says to him, I can tell that there's something, I can already tell that there's something between you and my sister. And so she asks him, you know, what is it about Becca in particular? And he says, you know, look, I, I gravitate towards strong, independent women. And we work best together. We work together as a team. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the sister asks, have there been any challenging moments, you know, over this journey? And he basically just said, like, the last week was very tough. Um, just being in his head and really realizing that these relationships are getting real and that he can't imagine his life without her. Blake's intuition has been kicking. I know. For these last one or two weeks. So we've been talking like, yep. oh, poor Blake, he's in the confessionals, he's in his head, he's da-da-da-da-da. That was some gut intuition that was telling him mm -hmm. something. He, As much as he felt very sure about his feelings for Becca, there was something in the pit of his stomach that didn't ever feel 100% reassured. Right. Right, he knew that, that she had something else with somebody else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, yeah. and he didn't, he couldn't shake that. He really couldn't shake yeah. that. Um, next up, Becca sits with her sister. Um, and the sister flat out says, Garrett would be a wonderful father, and I love his silliness. But Blake, he just told me that he's attracted to strong, independent women, and I think that he would challenge you and be more of a teammate to you. Mm. And Becca immediately starts to cry. Because <laughs> <laughs> she knows okay. that she is going to have to get fucking, what are those cartoons that we learned? Uh, Schoolhouse Rock <laughs> for Garrett, okay? And have to put in those tape. What is it, on Hulu now? Oh, have to God. watch it on Hulu. Schoolhouse as soon as they get Rock. back from, yes, from tomato or farming. Was, um, Hooked on Phonics? Remember Hooked, Hooked on Phonics? phonics. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. She started crying Shoot. like, fuck. God <laughs> I gotta start it. homeschooling this nigga. <laughs> and I order some hooked on phonics. Lord, I got an uphill battle with this dude. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Blake used the words the word exponentially, which I know Garrett doesn't know. So oh, he's please. already miles ahead. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Jeez. Oh, so Becca, she says her confessional. Again, another thing she uttered multiple times. For the longest time, I always thought it'd be Blake. Mm-hmm. But Garrett has been great. And he's the bigger risk. And so now I'm feeling guilty for the feeling the way that I do about someone else. Basically saying that she's always been there with Blake. Now that these feelings for Garrett are creeping up, she feels guilty about those feelings. Yeah, right. Ugh. So Blake then sits with the mom and you know tells the mom again how he like he said quote fell embarrassingly early for Becca and how she's incredibly special yada yada um the mom now to Blake and now Blake we already know he is fully in his head he's yes. gone second and he knows this mm -hmm. and so like he needs like reassurance needs it needs it needs it mm -hmm. the mom says to him you know I don't know what she's going to decide but You'll be fine either way. <laughs> that is horrific. I can't oh believe she said God, that to him. That is not what this man needs to hear at mm -hmm. this moment. Either man. Like, either no of them. Yeah. So in his confessional, he's like, I love these moments of Blake in the confessional. Where he's like, it's like I know, him in a padded like... room. Yeah. <laughs> in a straight jacket, just bouncing off the walls, just like thinking and writing on the walls and shit. <laughs> and so he's like, what, you know, why would the mom say that? What does that mean? Like, really dissecting everything and the fact that she even mm -hmm. brought up the hypothetical 
you know situation of him not winning is making yeah. him think fuck what does the mom know <laughs> like yeah that kind of right. thing so blake he then sits with the uncles one uncle said you know have you thought about if you don't get chosen and he's like fuck oh. this is another person who's <laughs> bringing this God. up <laughs> And then the other uncle, which I love this question, he said, is there anything I should be concerned about Garrett? Yes. Man, I wanted Blake so badly to throw this guy under the bus. Oh my God, I just wanted him to be like, yo, he did not take the SATs. <laughs> he is the worst. The He's worst. garbage. His favorite movie is Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Like, I just... Anything. I just wanted anything. Anything. But you can't. That question, yeah. as much as I love that question for like if me and you asked it yeah or even the sister mm. like man to man you can't throw another man on the bus like that no no even if the sister asks, like a pussy he can't really say nothing no because then that looks that reflects bad on him even though mm-hmm. we all know and want him to say certain things but yeah but you know he can't um so anyways um blake he's really having a tough time it's really really hard to go second all he keeps hearing mm-hmm. about is garrett they keep comparing him to garrett Garrett keeps being brought up. The prospect of him not winning keeps bringing up. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very reminiscent of Becca last season. She went second. Same thing. Ari's family kept bringing up Lauren B. It was driving her nuts. So Blake is essentially going through the exact same thing. So when it's time for him to leave, you know, he walks out with Becca. And Blake is leaving not feeling good. Mm -hmm. Like he said, like he's very worried um, about just kind of the way she was looking at him and just like the way everything planned out he just didn't have a good feeling from the family it didn't really feel well leave feeling very very confident Mm -hmm. um and then he said he's worried that he's that him and becca fell or he fell in love so fast with becca that now she has this kind of new fresh thing with garrett and he's feeling a little bit threatened by that. Like he's the old, yeah. he's the old head that she'd been. That's <laughs> he's around the way nigga from, like from back home that she'd been in love with. <laughs> now Garrett pops up like the new, you know, new thing on the street, and so he's feeling a bit threatened by that. Which, I don't know. I mean, I've never been stranded with no internet in the Maldives, but I would think if I was Becca, that while that is true. She has been in love with him for a long time. Their relationship has been, like, slow and... Yeah, I guess slow and steady and, like, consistent Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. He is actually the risk because he's not like anybody she's dated. Thank you. Yep. Yep. So I don't know why they keep calling Garrett the risk when she also keeps saying, he reminds me of home. Those two don't go together. Mm -mm. They keep calling him the risk because he's the one that's been married before. Like, they keep... Oh, shit. Yeah. They keep, um, <laughs> yeah, talking about that. But what are you saying? So Blake is a little bit more Blake of a risk. Blake is the, the risky one because he is not like right. anybody she's dated before. Yes. He's very new. He is treating her like gold. Yep. Which don't seem like she's gotten that too much. I mean, seven years mm-hmm. of Ross the Boss treating her like trash. And Ari. And Ari, who, ultimate piece of shit. Um, so, yeah, Blake, you're right. That could be argued like he's more the risky one because he's more kind of unknown. He's mm-hmm. He is very, it seems almost too good to be true. Yep, he's very vulnerable. She has not dated somebody that vulnerable, I don't think. Right. And, like, it is very risky jumping into somebody who, like, there's been no red flags whatsoever. Right. 
So he actually, you're right, that he was actually the bigger risk. And the final kind of debrief with her family, you know, she sends Blake packing and she sits down one last time with her family. And the mom says, off rip, she said, Blake seems like an equal, like he's on your level, like he's on your team. Mm -hmm. um, other thoughts that were kind of thrown out there about Blake. They say he's very similar to you. The uncle said you guys were like bookends. Um, he seems like a very good match. One uncle flat out said, I love the guy. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. And then the other uncle said, I don't even know where he got this from. He said, I liked Garrett. He's a poet. Oh, hell Let me tell you something. No. <laughs> okay? Let me tell all of you something here. Do you know how if I was Becca, I would say immediately, Uncle Chuck, thank you so much. That is my deciding factor. I'm going with Blake. Because <laughs> you know, we have a whole episode about it. You all know how I feel about poets. We sure do. So the fact that he even saw the intuition of a poet with a man who has a 30-word vocabulary <laughs> is telling to the man he is oh, oh where did the God. uncle even get that from did i miss something he said absolutely nowhere and shout out to everybody on twitter who caught the reference yes <laughs> mad people were like justine <laughs> no <laughs> he said poet run blake run i mean run Becca, run god we're, just further proof further proof run for them poets run 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 that is like the oddest i mean he i keep saying it like a compliment but just the mm -hmm. oddest compliment to give garrett who he doesn't speak very eloquently at all at all at all so i don't know where the uncle got that from mm -mm. oh god very strange and a humongous red flag yep so the sister, you know, they're still doing the debrief. The sister says, she asked her, will Garrett challenge you in the way that, like, Blake would? Um, we ain't gonna answer. And the uncle says, also very telling, another uncle, he said, whoever you choose should have passion for, should have passions for the issues you care about. Hmm. We talking political issues here, Uncle Chuck? Or what issues are you talking about? Right, what issues exactly. Are talking about? What was that? What 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 got cut out in that? What got edited out in that conversation that we missed? Yeah, because I don't know what other issues he would be speaking about. Yeah, I don't know where. Like, I'm sure he drove her to a rally, dropped off her and her friends or something after church. <laughs> right. And like, is talking about that. But I don't know what else he could be saying. Yeah. And she, what I would know doesn't know the answer to that question exactly so. that was a strange moment it was like a it was a it was like a sound bite dropped by the uncle but we got no yeah. context around it like were, were they in the middle of having a conversation about you know during the fantasy suites we did talk about our political beliefs or whatever and then the uncle's right. like well you should choose someone who shares your passions for the like we missed right. what came before right. and afterwards so it's like just sitting there out of nowhere <laughs> um and then the sister said what i thought was so adorable she, you know, she looked at Becca and she said, "You're my soulmate, and I want you to find your soulmate." That's so cute. And I just wanted to cry. Oh my god, so true. I love the concept of like, you know, your friends being your soulmates, mm -hmm. or your, you know, your family, like siblings or whatnot. Like you're being so close, you feel so connected that they are like your soulmate, not in a romantic way, yeah. but in a way that they understand and feel your heart in a way that like other people can't. Yeah, I definitely feel that about some of my friends. Yeah, same. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Justine, there's something I got to get off my chest, girl. Tell me. I've been low-key struggling with my relationship with my phone and social mm. media just the over accessibility these devices create, this addiction to Instagram, mm-hmm. the distraction from everyday life and the people closest to me, it's been really stressing me out. I'm not even going to lie. Mm. I mean, that makes sense. Content overload is very real and staring at everybody's highlight reels can be overwhelming mm. and can absolutely steal your joy and peace. Yeah. We carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. You all know we're huge advocates of therapy. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. It's been tremendously beneficial throughout different stages of my life and areas where I've needed help from eating disorders to new relationships to my ever-changing relationship with my family. Therapy has really helped me to set boundaries and prioritize my self-care. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 2BG1R today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H E lp.com slash 2bg1r 100% so yes that was cute and then at the end she had a conversation with her mom where she pretty much left with no clarity (laughs) like no no more clarity (laughs) on this issue (laughs) thanks mom but you know yeah like I was like mom this is no advice at all but I don't know maybe they had more to say and they kept out I feel like my parents you know, the parents, they always kind of tiptoe around. They don't want to tell the son or daughter, like, what to do. But mm-hmm. I feel like my parents, if they had a clear choice in their heart, they would tell me. And I'd want to hear it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I would want to hear it as well. I don't think my parents would have a clear choice. Uh, you know my mm-hmm. parents. My parents yeah. love everyone. Your dad, I love You know, both. in Christ. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, they are some of the worst judges of character I know. So, oh, well, I, <laughs> Damn, <laughs> They are. They love everyone. They, do. they love everyone. They really do. And while I value their opinion about a lot of this stuff, I know how wrong they've steered me in the past. <laughs> 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 they have steered you in the direction of some straight fuckboys. Some mess. I know. Some straight up mess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. No, mother and father. What? (laughs) We need to talk more about this. I know. Because you got some stories. Your shit's hilarious. I have so many good ones. I love your parents to death, but yeah, they do. (laughs) 
They are not very discerning. At all. At all. You know who I would really look forward to is my brother. Mm -hmm. Definitely. My brother is an excellent judge of character, and he would do right by me. Mm, Good. That mother, too? (laughs) That mother, too? Leave you out to dry. Oh, Lord. So, so yeah, so family time is over. Now it's time for their individual, you know, last dates. First up, Garrett, again. Um, And so they go out on a boat, and... Becca, you know, saying about Garrett, you know, he's a ball of positive energy. I like that our relationship has evolved slowly. She tells him um, about what the sister said about him, how she felt like she knew him, and yada yada. Um, So they keep, again, they keep riding on this motif that they keep pushing this episode with Garrett feeling familiar, Garrett feeling like family, Mm -hmm. Garrett feeling like he's, you know, like you've known him forever. And I feel like they're almost constructing, like, the producers or whatever, they're trying to construct this narrative of, like, he is, like, they're trying to force us to believe that he is the right choice. Mm-hmm. You know, how yep. do you turn down someone who you say is like your dad? And how do you sit, how do you turn down somebody yeah. who the whole family feels familiar with? Like, they kept, there's a reason they kept these little editing choices in and kept mm-hmm. pushing these little motifs. And it's part of the package that they're trying to, you know, garner sympathy for... Yeah, Garrett, and for this relationship that a lot of people are going to be fucking pissed about, and so <laughs> yeah, that's the thing they're trying to make him likable. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's exactly it. Um, so uh, you know, anyways, they're you know chatting, gushing over each other, and then you know some dolphins appear. They go, which was pretty dope, and then they go swimming yeah. with the dolphins and blah blah blah. Garrett's just talking endlessly about how she great, how great she is. Um, time for the night portion of their dates. This is their last night together. It's the last time that he's going to be able to see her before final decisions. So it's your time to get everything out there. And, you know, they're just talking about how magical their date was and blah, blah. Garrett, you know, he says, you know, I can't wait for our future together. You know, changing diapers and going to the grocery store and, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's such regular shit. Very regular. But he keeps... This is the the kind of like family man mm-hmm. he came that's the life mm, he, he came in on the minivan and yep. he knows the way to Becca's heart as a midwestern basic yep. white girl that this is what she wants <laughs> she wants the minivan they go to the grocery store they have the kids like yeah. this is music to her ears so he yeah. just keeps riding with it um Becca you know she's talking about their fantasy suite him snoring and all this other shit so <laughs> she asks Garrett, very similar question she asked Ari, I believe, during their last night. Is there anything you wish you should ask me? Or is there anything that you want to ask me right now? Mm. Anything else lingering on your mind? And Garrett, very similar to Ari, was like, nah, I'm good. I, you know, (laughs) I got all my answers. I love your smile. I can't wait to be together. I can't wait to start our future. Whenever these people come with this nonsense, you need to run. Because as I said, literally last season with Ari, if you don't have no questions on this last night, you don't have no concerns, you don't have anything that you want to address with her before you go down on one knee tomorrow, something ain't right. (laughs) Yeah. Something ain't right with you. Something ain't right about the situation. But something ain't right with you if you don't have any questions. <laughs> that is so bizarre. You were so ready to get down on one knee to somebody else again. Someone right. you do barely know. 
and you ain't got not one question. Oh my god. And as Becca keeps saying, I'm gonna keep throwing her words in her face. As Becca keeps saying, he's the risky one. Right. So why doesn't the risky one who just came in the last I don't know, five episodes out of thirteen mm-hmm. out the woodwork, why doesn't he have any questions if he's the risk? Right. And is that within itself not a red flag for you? Right. Ugh. It's so, no, but that's okay. It's fine. It's yeah. all fine. No, it's all no, fine. It's, yeah, it's all fine. It's great. And she said, when I met you, you remind me of my dad with the fly fishing. You have the same hobbies. The fly mm-hmm. fishing, the fly fishing, the fly fishing. Did I mention that yes. I love the fly fishing? Over and over and over. Um, so Garrett, you know, he's really in his feelings. He starts tearing up again. Um, mm-hmm. It said, you know, talking to your mom. I feel like I was talking with your dad. Like your dad was there too. And then he said, you know, you don't. Um, you know, when you're with, when I'm with you, you know, people talk about having butterflies. You don't give me butterflies. You give me eagles. And this, as you know, was my get me to Wakanda moment. Oh my God, get us get there. Us there. Get us because there. only Trump supporting ass Republicans reference fucking eagles. Only they remember that the right. eagle is the national fucking bird or whatever of this country. Compared <laughs> to a butterfly. A butterfly? What? Fuck out of here. Yeah, and then didn't he say something about the 4th of July also? Something about the just keep bringing up this flag. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The theme of patriotism when he talks about Becca's love. Uh Something don't sit right with me. So yeah, that was my moment. Anyways, uh, Garrett, Mm -hmm. he's sitting in the confessional. He's crying, crying. And then said, quite possibly, I didn't know it could get worse. I didn't know it could get dumber than I feel like fucking eagles in my stomach but he said probably the dumbest things that I've said that I've heard to date when he said I don't think anyone's made Becca realize her worth okay this I have I have theories on and this was my nigga you ain't shit moment I'm sorry just throw that out there wow <laughs> I just slide that in there what are you gonna say cause I got something to say too go ahead so I feel like he said this and you know what I feel like this statement is okay because she just had her heart shattered into five million pieces less than three months before that. Mm -hmm. So when that happens, sometimes having a man act and say how worthy you are to him in multiple different ways is not only beneficial but it's also like a test okay you know what i mean a test for a test to see if he's worth a damn you know what i mean but what does that have to do with her worth so that is showing that is him showing her i know what you're worth not him validating her worth I see them as being different. But he said... Because Ari didn't know her worth. He didn't know her worth. But Garrett said she... No one's made her realize her worth. Like, Becca hasn't realized yeah. her worth. He's not talking about him realizing her worth. He's, he's saying that she hasn't seen her own worth. Well, he said no one's made her realize her worth. Is that he, what he said, said, I don't think anyone's made Becca realize her worth. Realize her worth. Yeah, there's... You could, you could read that in a few different mm-hmm. ways. Because how I heard that was no man has ever shown her 
you're worth the world. Okay. Rather than her not realizing what she's worth. Okay. Because that's how I read it. I read it as okay. her, you know, not realizing how worthy she is. And this is some strange way of saying that men can show her her worth, which <laughs> you already know that's ass backwards. Because only you alone can find your own self-worth and your self-love. You right. cannot get that from no man. So when no. he said that, it's like this whole narrative of like this knight in shining armor coming to save the damsel mm-hmm. in distress. And, you know, I'll, I'll show her that she's worthy of love. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm hoping that she figured that out before. <laughs> <laughs> because then that's a whole other issue. She has no business looking for love if she's trying to find mm-hmm. worth through it. Um, yeah. So that statement... Yeah, I, I can see how it could be read in different ways, but I took it as how he said it, and... Nigga, you ain't shit for that. You're garbage. <laughs> so next up is Blake's final date. And Becca says to the camera again, I feel like our hearts recognize one another. Mm-hmm. You can't say shit like this and then not pick this guy in the end. Like... <laughs> She says the most <laughs> profound things about him and then being like, their yeah. souls are connected and like all this stuff to make it believe like this is like her person, like that kind of, you know, verbiage that she's saying about him and then you don't choose him in the end. It's just very, very strange. Because I don't hear that about I've Garrett. I've not heard not near anything like this about Garrett. It's always, I love his energy, and he reminds me of, the, you know, fly fishing with my friends. He's just so silly. He's so silly, he's and he's got great it. energy. Like, th- that doesn't make a husband. No. Ugh. So anyways, for their date, they're going to, they're on bikes, they're riding around this island that they're on, they go paddle boarding, they go for swim, all cute. So they sit down on the beach, Becca tells Blake, you know, my family loved you. My sister said she had nothing but positive things to say about you. And she said, which was like a kind of pseudo reference to Ross, that this is all that she's ever wanted or needed from her family. For them to say that the guy that she's with, there's nothing but positive things to say. Oh. Yeah. She didn't say Ross, but she was almost referencing like, I've been through some shit and my family has never really said these profound things about a person I've been with. And so, you know, that's some good stuff that they said about you. Um, and so, you know, Becca getting, says to him, I've been using, you know, all of these dates, these last dates, every last moment to figure out what's best for me, what's best for you guys. It was like a very odd statement. Blake, his face in that moment, you can tell he's literally examining every word, every syllable, everything that's coming out of her mm-hmm. mouth. Because again, that pit in his stomach, that little yeah. intuition... Every word that she says means a lot at this moment. So he's really, really reading into mm-hmm. everything. Um, so Becca reiterates to him again. She feels so confident and solid with him. And I think she says in her confessional that she can't imagine saying goodbye um, or him saying goodbye to me. Mm-hmm. So that, that little statement to me was like, because in my head watching the show, I'm still thinking that Blake is winning. Oh, really? I knew Garrett was I still, I could not, I didn't want to believe that Blake wasn't going to win. Especially after hearing that he's my soulmate and the best man I ever met in my whole life and all this shit that she's saying. (laughs) So when she said that, like, I can't imagine saying goodbye to him. In my head, I'm like, oh, okay, he got this. We good, we good. Yeah. So anyways, they stand in the water making out, whatever. So time for the nighttime portion of their dates. Becca joins Blake at his villa. Blake whips out a gift that he made 
and it was a time capsule, and I fell in love because I love time capsules. You do? I love them. I just last, I think it was oh. last year, I got, this wasn't really a time capsule, but, with like, but like my third grade teacher like mailed me a letter that I'd written to myself in like the third grade. I love shit like that. Like these little letters that you write and you open it 10 years later or like a little box of goodies that you look back on. Love it. Oh my God. You might like it? Wow. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is this? I what? I was like, Blake? I was confused, but you know what? I'm not into that stuff. I'm not into the scrapbooking, you yeah. know? I'm not into saving, you know, your uh, chicken Caesar wrapper, uh, your your <laughs> soft drink straw. I'm in Atlanta, <laughs> and this is where we fell in love. I'm not into oh. it. That's not for me. It's not for me. I don't, I'm not a... But you know what, Blake? Uh, I still love them. Still love them. I'm not a scrapbooker. I throw out everything. I'm, like, so indiscriminate with throwing... I throw out shit that, yeah. like, a week later, I'm like, fuck, I need that paper. Yeah, like, where is <laughs> that? <laughs> I don't hang on to a lot of stuff, but I, I just love a good time. I love the idea behind time capsules, reflecting on memories. I think this was nice. It was cute. It was filled with pictures mm-hmm. of their time together and yeah, all that jazz. So anyways, they're, you know, looking over the time capsule. Becca, she says, you know, he's so good at everything. He's romantic. He stimulates me. And um, we have great conversation. Words never spoken about Garrett. I don't think nope. anyone has ever called no. this guy a great conversationalist. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> I thought you were going to start off with romantic. Oh. No. <laughs> the other two, oh, romantic, well, no. maybe stimulate. I don't know about that. And then maybe. Great conversationalist. What hell? Stimulate what? <laughs> So, you know, Blake, in this moment, he's just saying all the right things. I can't even, mm-hmm. I think I tuned out because I was like, he won. I'm going go to the bathroom. I'm good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> saying all the right things, winning over all of our hearts. Um, Becca, in the confessional, says, quote, all I wanted this week was clarity. And I can see Blake standing before me, professing his love and me professing it back. That's it. And when he was talking about the future, he was talking in very real, conceptual ideas. Mm-hmm. He wasn't saying, like, I can picture you making a ham and cheese, <laughs> you know, and then sending it off with little little Garrett Jr. <laughs> I could, we can go to Costco. No. He was like, in the future, I see us supporting each other, even when things go wrong. All the, like, good things that are, they're high level, but... They're all stuff that you want to talk about, not some, oh, I can picture you driving the minivan. Wow. Right, which is just, just feels empty, like just empty words. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm still saying to the very end, very, very, very bold things about Blake, which just mm-hmm. really threw me for a loop by the end. Um, and then Blake, even in his confessional, when they said goodbye, he said, you know, we kissed for a very long time. And she smiled at me in a way that I could sense that everything was good. Because he's searching for validation really? because he knows he ain't winning. <laughs> That's true. The pit of his stomach was telling him, but he mm-hmm. took the little wink and smile or whatever the hell she gave him. Yeah. And ran with it. And I ran with it too. I ain't gonna lie. I was real. I was not expecting this. Anyways, morning of Becca, she's getting ready. She reads a letter from her sister. Um, which was sweet. Garrett goes to meet Neil Lane, the diamond guy, who was looking 
freshly charred from the tanning bed. I know. Uh, he looks like... He's another one who looked like the Wayne Newton. Mm-hmm. And that same, that same boat. Leather. Leathery and too much tightness of the face. Nipped and yeah. tucked a little bit too much. Yeah. Why do people... Can't they just age properly? And just drink your water right. and moisturize. Drink water. That will just help everything. Right, y'all got the money for, like, good skincare products. Right. For good expensive serums. Use them. <laughs> God damn. Oh, you're nipping and tucking your face looking like fucking... Uh, I don't even know. Him and Wayne Newton look like one and the same. You're going to the yeah. same doctor. God. And tan as shit. That brownness looks terrible. I don't know who... Why this is a good idea? Who decided nice. that they need to look this crispy brown? <laughs> but okay. So Garrett chooses his ring. I didn't get a good look at it. It was an oval, oval diamond. It was nice. Okay. I have to say, I much prefer Garrett's than Blake's. You it did? Was, oh my god! Yes. I, I didn't. Well, yes. I'm sitting here hating. I didn't even see the. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I literally just I didn't see the full ring. I saw that it was gold, and I love gold. I'm definitely getting a gold mm-hmm. ring, because I only wear gold. I don't wear yeah. silver or platinum. Um, yeah, it was gold. It had the past, past, present, and future diamond, which I really mm-hmm. like. Um, and it just, it was like a big, fat one. It was like big, fat, round ring. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, Blake, next up, he, you know, he wakes up. He said he's feeling good. Feels mm-hmm. like everything is right. He goes to meet uh, Neil Lane. Chooses a cushion cut diamond. You can't go wrong with a cushion cut. Yeah, you no, can. Because every single one of these basic bitches has one on Facebook showing off their K Jeweler sale ass ring. That's a cushion cut diamond. What? It's 0.5 carats. I can't point stand five. it. 0.5? Oh, no. 0.5 is tiny. I can't stand I it. It looks like cut. aluminum foil. No. <laughs> that <laughs> ring he chose did not look like aluminum foil. That was not no, 0.5 ring, carats. No, the Neil Lane ring, it, it looks it nice. It was very sparkly. nice. But still, I love it just looks like everybody's. But sometimes it's cla- See, I personally, my ring, my engagement, my, future engagement ring i have to take notes for colton Colt. yeah not even colton's the baby daddy we just having kids y'all oh, sorry remember i'm marrying blake joe the grocer and peter <laughs> and peter <laughs> i'm moving to utah start my life of polygamy <laughs> but so my my future engagement ring i want i like simple i want like a single solitaire like a i yeah. i love single solitaire like cushion cuts just very yeah. simple, classic. That's it. That's all I need. So I, I, okay. I gravitated more towards Blake's ring. Okay. Um, so anyways, now it's time. Final moment. Becca, she shows up at the beach. Her little, you know, final setup. Um, didn't like this dress. <gasps> what? I loved really? it. I thought she looked like a mermaid. I was about to say I didn't like it because she looked like a mermaid. <laughs> what? I was literally about to say that. I did not like this. The white low-cut halter. I don't like halter dresses. Oh, I love a halter oh, dress. It's so nice. It was like Scream 1998 Miss Minneapolis yeah. Tomato Farm Queen no. of the Fair. Like, that's what it's like. Queen of the Fair. Not even Miss Minnesota. Like, it was some little side yeah. local contest. 
feel like she should have a tiara mm. on or something. I don't like this dress at all. Yeah. But yeah, white low-cut halter, loads of sequins, very mermaid-esque. And then, you know, they show Blake and Garrett both riding up in separate uh, boats. Speed boats? Like, and yeah. we already know whoever comes out first is the man going home. Yep. And as soon as the foot stepped down, and it was a big old size 19 foot, <laughs> and I already knew my husband Blake was gone. The camera panned yep. up, saw his face, and I was like, fuck. This is no. actually happening. Like, heart. More than me not wanting Becca to pick Garrett, I didn't want to watch Blake be yes, heartbroken. Yes, that was a huge part of my disappointment. Yeah. I agree. Because you know, he was so 100% in. And, mm-hmm. and despite his fears, mm-hmm. he like put his fears to the side and was like, you know what, I'm not going to do this, I'm just going to take it day by mm-hmm. day because I love this girl and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to jump mm-hmm. right in. I think he... And she crushed his soul. Yeah, I think he did... He... I think he did this process right. He... he mm-hmm. Yeah, he they did. They always talk about who's here for the right reasons, the wrong reasons, yada, yada, yada. Like, I, I really believe Blake was really here for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And he really opened himself up to, to, to Becca, stayed out the drama in the house, really put it all out there with his... He's had a crazy past, too, with all kinds of stuff. Laid yeah. it all out there. Mm-hmm. Um, talked about what he's learned from his past. Has been very mature, very forthcoming, very good with his words and everything this whole season. And so just to know that he was about to be sent home when he yeah. really worked the system in the way that we want them to. We know we're looking for mm-hmm. that guy to be there for the right reasons. And then he goes home in the end. It was just very, it was really sad. Anyway, so he walks up and what really pisses me off is she lets him go into his speech. I know. She should have just started. I, yeah, I always appreciate when they just cut them off and they just say, yeah. before you even speak, let me just get this out. Mm-hmm. And so he goes into his speech, reminiscing about their time together, you know, and when all this is done, Becca, will you let me spend the rest of my time making you smile? No. Oh, don't it, why even let him get that last sentence out? Oh, mm-hmm. God. And then she stops him and saw the look in his face, just knew it was over. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says to him, you know, you gave me something to look forward to. You, again, have been the most solid, consistent relationship. A partner, a teammate. But through all that, now this is the bullshit explanation she came up with, (laughs) but through all that, because we were so constant, I think I was overlooking other relationships. What does that mean? Yeah, I was confused by that too. That is not... Like, because you were so great, I was looking over all these other mediocre Thank you! What? (laughs) thank you that's exactly how i read it so you're perfect in every way shape or form and you've literally been outshining these other fuck boys but now i'm gonna give the fuck boys a chance like yeah because it was just so distracting you were so perfect and so distracting like this is what you came up with becca what this is terrible explanation jesus so Blake, as she's saying all this, my nigga is 
sweating in this hot oh God, ass suit. Sweat. Oh my God. Oh my God. God. It was so bad. Dripping off his face. It's probably a mix of sweat mm-hmm. and tears. Yep. And he looked like he was going to fall out. Like, mm-hmm. one, it's so hot he's going to faint. And two, he just like cannot believe that this is actually happening to him right now. Yeah. He woke up feeling yeah. so good. He went to bed feeling so assured. He remembered the little wink and the glisten in her eye, whatever the fuck she gave him before he went to sleep. And this is this is his worst nightmare. This yeah. is a nightmare. So, you know, she keeps just rubbing salt in the womb. You know, I, I pictured this moment with you standing here for so long. <laughs> why are you... Like, why would you say this shit? Like, we could be right. We could be partners. But there's a better fit for us out there. There's a better fit for us out there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And poor Blake, he's just shaking his head. He said, mm-hmm. I don't know if you caught this. He said, either you're making a mistake or I made a mistake. Something about mistake and somebody made it. <laughs> I feel, Yeah, I feel like he said you're making a mistake because okay. the next thing he said was nobody can make me as happy as I can. Nobody can make you as happy as I can. You yeah. as happy mm-hmm, as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, she kind of just standing there like I said all I had to say. Like yeah, I mean yeah, but okay. <laughs> and so you know she walks him out and do the whole can I walk you out? And as he's walking, he just he just says like I was so wrong. I was so wrong. Yeah. He just kept saying that I was so wrong. She's like no, you yeah. weren't wrong. You weren't wrong. You know, I was so sure. And it's like, just stop saying that. Stop. The thing that's putting even more salt into the womb for him is when she keeps saying, like, I was so sure it was going to be you at the end. Right. Like. It's not. It's not. Yeah. (laughs) Stop saying that. You were, you, I pictured you at the very end, but, like, she kept saying this. And that sort of uh, statement is what makes people ask the question that I know you said on the podcast that you hate, which is when people ask, what mm-hmm. did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. That is what prompts that question. Right. Which is exactly what he asked next. He asked her, what yeah. changed then? If I was supposed to be the one at the end and you kept picturing yeah. me until the end, what changed? And she just said, it's just who's the best fit for you. Or for me, whatever the fuck. Yeah, whoever. whoever. Yeah. And yeah, so he's getting no answers because this explanation she's giving him literally makes no sense (laughs) and he just looks there and he's like you know i love you and bye and walks away and then we just get just scene after scene of him crying bawling into this towel breaking like shaking shaking, breaking our hearts you just know what's going on in his head that he just feels like i had it so wrong and i knew Mm -hmm. this whole time and I finally let my guard down, and I went to bed feeling good, and knew that it was gonna be—I was gonna be the one. And I was right the whole time. Yeah, I was right the whole time. Oh, and then what really broke my heart at the end is when he said, "I have to—I have to now go home. I have to do this alone." Because we have to remember, this isn't airing on TV for forever. He can't tell anybody yeah. really the outcome. I yep. think he can tell. He goes back home. He can tell his family, like I guess some close friends or whatever. He can't, mm-hmm. he's not on the circuit doing interviews, he's not out here. Mm-hmm. So he has to keep all of this pain to himself. Secret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's even worse, um, or what's also very, very hard, and I don't remember 
some past contestant talked about this, how going home, it's so hard because, you know, you have your family and your friends who are there to support you, whatever, but there's no one who un fully understands the gravity of what you just went through. Yeah. No one can understand it. And you can talk about it, you can get support from your mom, you're this, but no one understands, like, the, the fucking ringer that you just went through. Yeah, emotionally and then make it to the end and then you get sent home like that yeah so that broke my heart when he said I have to go home and do this alone ugh that's just so sad and as soon as that happens we're in the live studio audience <laughs> with Blake sitting there on the couch um and you could just tell he was seeing that scene actually for the first time like seeing the breakup for the very first time yeah um, and he's still just so raw in his feelings and all of that. Um, Chris Harrison says to him, you know, was this, you know, was, you know, the process, was it too easy? Like, the two of you not having any, mm -hmm. like, was it too easy? And Blake was like, you know, the only red flag between us was that there were no red flags. That yeah. is such a tough pill to swallow. Like, mm -hmm. things were perfect. I, I yeah, was perfect. That's the only thing I did wrong was that I, I was, was perfect. perfect. How do you even like wrap your head around that? <laughs> yeah. Because he's point. He's really badly wanting. It's so much easier knowing that you did something wrong. Like I sent you home because mm -hmm. of this concrete thing. But mm -hmm. he has none of that. He has no explanation of that sort. So it's just, what do you do? Um, and so he said, you know, it's been hard. He's been watching the season back. It's been very hard. Um, even hardest is watching the scenes of the two of them together and him just watching every second really trying to figure out what went wrong, if anything went wrong. Right. So eventually Becca comes out um, and, you know, Blake asks the same thing, you know, what went wrong? This is all mm -hmm. he wants to know. This explanation you're giving me of me being too perfect is not helping me. Give me something concrete, please, <laughs> for the love of God. And she gave him the same kind of blanket answer. And then he asks, you know, was there something about our future that worried you? Like, if you can't mm -hmm. tell me something wrong, tell me about the future that you envisioned. Was there something there that was wrong? This is where she had me fucked up. Mm. She said, you know, seeing you getting so worried towards the end and being so in your head and so, I guess, insecure, maybe is what she was trying to say. Um, it made mm -hmm. me think, you know, when, what, would, what would you do if something, someone gets sick? Or if something happens to a child? This, if I had a nigga you ain't shit moment, this would be, be it. it. Let me just put that in yeah. there right now. I'll drop the music, because this was definitely that. Because <laughs> this was definitely that. <laughs> I was so disgusted when she said that. Because she was taking a, and I mean, maybe she was searching. Yeah, you know, She I was searching so. for an mm -hmm. answer. Um, but... To take the way that somebody acts when you have 28 other boyfriends and say that they're insecure mm. is so demeaning, mm. incredibly just insensitive, mm. especially for somebody who was on the show before. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if she's this big, strong, independent woman, then there are some times where you're going to have to carry your man. If you want to mm. be 50 50 mm -hmm. team. There's going to be some times you're going to have to carry mm. his ass. Very good point. That's a very good point. So, I don't under, I don't understand the statement. I think she was trying to search and find yeah. something, but she had all the time backstage to find something and like two months. Yeah. So. yeah, this was definitely her searching, but yeah, I didn't appreciate that. She was throwing 
his insecurity, his rightful insecurities in a situation where mm-hmm. he's literally competing with 95 other guys for this girl. Mm-hmm. And he he has rightful insecurities about that. He threw, She threw that back in his face and then projected that onto the future. Yeah. And, right. and then brought up the children. And if someone in the family gets sick, how are you going to act? And it's yeah. like... When somebody right. gets sick, I'm not going to be competing with 90 other guys for your love and attention. That's like some very real concrete shit. And this whole show is nothing real. Concrete. Nothing concrete. So how did you <laughs> arrive at that? Like, yeah. Ugh. Very disappointing kind of explanation. Um, and then, you know, they just, again, sat on the couch just rambling about how similar they were. They would finish each other's sentences and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So then Chris Harrison asked him something along the lines of, like, how, you know, will you bounce back from this or, you know, will you move on from this, blah, blah, blah. Blake gave a fantastic response. The best. Fantastic. He said, quote, if people think this will keep me down, you obviously don't know me. I've mm. learned and have been through a lot in my life, and I'll move on from this. Which has been proven on the show. Proven. He's right. Proven. He went through an actual school shooting in high school. Yep. His parents getting divorced after his mom having some indiscretions. <laughs> Messy. Like, he's been through it and now getting heartbroken on national television. Heartbroken in the group Heart- chat. Yep, yeah, he got heartbroken in the group chat with the last girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, my nigga's been through some things in life. Mm-hmm. And he sat up there and said, y'all don't know what I've been through. This is a drop in the bucket. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be checking them DMs tomorrow. Ladies, hit me up. He's going to be all right. Oh um, and so that was kind of it with Blake. Bless Blake. Do not want to see Blake as The Bachelor. No. no Run no, 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 from no, no, this no, no, franchise. No. Please. Yeah. It's not for you. It's, it's not for you. No. He is not ready for this. I don't want to mm-hmm. hear no nothing in two months talking about how I'm ready now to, for my chance at live. <laughs> Same thing that Becca did. Run. Yeah. Go heal yourself and go find mm-hmm. somebody in real life because this is crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. no. So, done with Blake. We get back to the TV or back to the whatever the show and the Maldives yeah Yeah. the Maldives Garrett proposes at this point I put my TV on mute pretty much until the rest of there from there I was not playing I tweeted out to y'all my TV's on mute somebody let me know if they talk about anything on the couch because I'm not doing this (laughs) Garrett proposes they're all in love blah 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 he comes out on stage my TV was still on mute it was until oh really (laughs) Uh, did I miss anything? It was until they eventually talked about the Instagram scandal. That was all I cared about, so. Yeah, yeah, they just talked about how they were, like, going secretly together. They had a little weekend getaway. They were clearly boning the whole time. And they were like, we've been having fun drinking wine. <laughs> wink, wink. Whatever. Get it in where you can, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So, finally took off the, the TV off mute when Garrett brought up the Instagram scandal, which mm-hmm. I was surprised that they talked about this, as I said. Um, so, he brought the scandal, and he said, you know, I didn't mean to offend anybody. I stand by everything I said in my apology. And some other stuff. 
Becca says, you know, all we can do is continue to educate ourselves. And he recognized that he made a mistake. What is the mistake, though? Let's be clear on mm. what the, what are y'all saying the mistake is? Did yeah. he make a mistake yeah. by, a by liking things on Instagram and then getting caught? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying the mistake is? That's what it sounds like. Because that's not really what... I'm not looking for an apology on that. I'm looking for no. an explanation mm-hmm. on your belief systems. And right, individually. individually. I'm looking for that kind of explanation. This apology mm-hmm. of him double tapping on Instagram and blah, 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 blah. We're past that. So don't bring this up. This is a mistake. He's moved past his mistake. Let's be clear here what the mistake is. The mistake is your belief systems, Mundy. <laughs> your, uh, right. That's what I want to talk about. Yep. So, so yeah, the issues ain't the like. It's your beliefs, Garrett. Uh, Becca, she says, you know, just give us space. Allow us to grow and learn give you space you're gonna be on instagram promoting lord and taylor and dunkin donuts in about five hours what do you mean give, give you space. space i'm not giving you no damn space, space. get mm-hmm. out of here you signed up for this show no i'm gonna give you space especially it's on social media it's not like somebody took a secret picture of you at some rally somewhere uh, three years mm-hmm. ago this is on the platform in which you are making all of your sponsorship money no i'm not leaving you alone my foot is not off your no. neck becca or exactly Garrett. <sighs> so I just want to okay I'm just going to save this and just be done with the whole Garrett okay. the, all this foolishness there's no excuse or I mean there's no um, there's no hiding that we're obviously disgusted by <laughs> this ending disgusted by Garrett's beliefs y'all when I say y'all I'm talking about the ABC producers Chris Harrison all y'all in that mm-hmm. fucking studio audience y'all can sit up here and act like those are just some trivial Instagram likes. I know better. I know these Instagram likes have given us a little bit deeper insight into how Garrett views the world and how Garrett views mm-hmm. people in this world, particularly people who don't look like him. I mm-hmm. have zero tolerance for Garrett and the likes of people like Garrett because it's the likes of people like Garrett who made us end up with this fucking Dorito in the White House right now. <laughs> it's that same mindset and I personally wouldn't want any association with that mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's that. If Becca has it in her being to change the heart and mind and work with this man, that's her prerogative. Yeah. I personally don't give a shit. I'm ready for Bachelor in Paradise. And that's it. Yeah. Yep. Ready. Ready for tomorrow. <laughs> ready for tomorrow. So that's the episode. And happier news, Bachelor in Paradise is tomorrow. Yay! drama some Kenny. fun yes Kenny some hookups some drinking some fun and the sun let's bring the fun yes. back and get the fuck out of this crazy world that we've been in <laughs> yeah we're, we're on a roller coaster yes. I need to get off need to get off so anyways that's the episode rate review subscribe everybody um hit us up on twitter the handle is in the number two blk girls the number one rose and email us um, if you have thoughts. Please, Please share. share. Um, email us at the number two black girls, the number one rose at gmail.com. But also, mm-hmm. we will be having 
mailbag episodes coming in probably around September. So if you have questions about dating, relationships, work, I'm very curious to see what people have, like, get me to Wakanda moments at work (laughs) to see, like, how that's going to work out and how, what we say. Mm -hmm. Um, And dating and relationship questions are always fun. So we're going to have a couple of themes that we're going to go through. It's going to be just like the nice for what episodes, but in between there, we're going to have some mailbags. Mm -hmm. Um, So any questions that you guys have, just shoot them over and we'll read them out loud on the show. Please do. It's been fun, y'all. We hung in through this godforsaken season. Got to the ending that nobody wanted. Nope. But alas, here we are. But. Blake is single. Blake is single, and now I'm fully invested in his love life until the day I die, yes. basically. And look, it's like Peter. Peter, I will forever be invested in his yep. love life, literally, until the day I die. No, yeah. Blake is right on the same train. <laughs> so that's it, y'all. It's been fun. It's been cool. We'll chat to y'all tomorrow. Yeah, see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. 